Hey folks, welcome to Savory Avery. It's October 19th, 2021. I hope everyone's doing good. I'm doing alright. Having a decent week, I would say. At work, we've had these contractors, these electricians to be specific, working in our shop. It's probably been about two weeks now, even. And it's very distracting. They're drilling holes into the wall, constantly moving ladders, talking amongst themselves, but everyone can hear them speaking electrician fucking gobbledygook. That It sounds like they're saying the same four words over and over again. It, they're like, yeah, so it's like the offset to the... And the, the ground, and then you, I'm gonna have to adjust that. It's like adjust, offset, ground. Although it's distracting, it is pretty fun having them around though. Just watch them do what they do, work with their hands. It's very appealing, looks fun. I sort of feel like I would enjoy doing that, but it's probably really hard work. Probably gets old. A lot of the... Over time, I've sort of observed these contractors, these electricians, and kind of figured out who they are a little bit. You know? Most of the guys there are still in school. They're apprentices, I believe is what you call them. There's like one boss, basically, from what I've seen, who's telling everyone what to do. And every single time, he gets the apprentice to do something... He goes to check on them. And he doesn't make a big deal of it. So you really have to... At first I didn't notice. You really have to listen to what they're saying. In the context and everything. And he always goes... Oh yeah, now we're going to need an adjustment for that. That needs an extra quarter inch. Eighth inch. That needs an extra inch. Sixteenth of an inch. Or oh yeah, no. That needs to be offset. Ooh, I don't know. We're going to have to... I'll, I'll have to take a look at that. Don't worry. You're a lot of that. But hey, I get it. When I started my job, I was the exact same way. It's just funny. It's just kind of fun to watch. I mean, it looks fun. They're like fishing wire, and they're like drilling. Maybe, though. Maybe one day I'll decide to work with my hands a little more. I, I do work with my, we're, 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 I do work with my hands now, but I'm at a desk, doing. I'm not like on ladders and on my knees for extended periods of time. Although that that sounds like the least fun part. But it's just it's it's just interesting to learn about that stuff in general. Maybe not do it as a job, but I'm looking at getting a garage built. I have like a twenty by twenty foot gravel pad in the back. It's just empty. Almost all my neighbors have garages. I was looking into it. I can't really afford to contract company to do it out of pocket. I went to see if I could add it on to my mortgage, but I can't. To my second mortgage. That, or, sorry, my third mortgage, that is. And then I got really bummed. I was thinking, damn, am I not going to be able to do this? Am I going to have to wait like another year before I can even look into it but then I remembered that my I have a lot of family members who 
are into building houses and all different stuff. So I think I might be able to get it done myself for cheap, actually. It should be great. Affordable. Just got to hit up my Uncle Bob to make a design to get approved to the city. And then I get my Uncle John to lay the concrete and then tell me what to buy and then we build the place and I mean I got like three other Uncle Johns too who will be able to help me if the first one can't so I'm sure it'll work out they're all carpenters it's pretty sick so yeah maybe I'll get that done do the garage see how I like it once I'm done I'll probably be like that's more than enough for me I'm happy to go back to my desk and just do nothing if you ever happen to notice someone with a sweater on that has an adjustable tie or elastic around the waist if it looks like it's been cut off or if the string looks frayed as if it's been messed around with Odds are, the person got shit on it. Odds are, there's feces on that elastic or on that string. I don't know why, but all the sweaters and jackets that I buy that have that adjustment, it sits kind of at the back of your right cheek usually, kind of in a hidden spot where you don't notice it. Sometimes... Especially, you know, I'm pretty skinny. I usually have to tighten them up a lot, so the strings will droop pretty far down. And sometimes when I'm taking a dump, you know, and I'm in a hurry, I just quickly throw my pants down. And don't really like lift up my jacket or my my sweater, and I just sit. And you know, I make sure that I'm not like sitting on my jacket, so I'm not like shitting on my jacket. But sometimes you don't notice that you sit on the adjustable tie, and then you go to wipe, and you accidentally catch it with your hand. Then you go to wipe and literally just get shit all over the elastic string. And then you're in the, and then you're in the toilet and you're like, fuck, what do I do? Hopefully you have something sharp. Because you can just cut that shit, throw it away, and like you'll be literally you'll be fine if you just clean your hands a lot. But if you don't have anything sharp, you might have to gnaw it off. You're gonna be real close to that shit. You know, typically these strings aren't very long. You're gonna, you're gonna be, you might be gnawing on some of the poop. But hey, that's the price you have to pay if you want, if you don't want to leave that washroom smelling like literal, literal ass poop. I have at least two. I might have three sweaters where I've had to cut part of the elastic off because I accidentally wiped and caught onto my fingers as I'm going. As I'm moving my hand down towards my anus uh, with my toilet paper in my hand. Like like we all do. Okay, don't be like, ew, you're gross. That's literally how humans wipe their butt. Okay, get over it. It's chill. So the other week I was talking about this rail that someone is installing at Southwood Skate Park. And it's done. And it's been skated already. And it's legendary. Verdict is, the rail is amazing. 
the shape of it, the height of it. The only design flaw I would say is that it creates a lot of traffic because the rail sort of goes diagonally. So when you hit it, you're kind of cutting off the two rails that it's sandwiched in between. And also it goes across a long grass, it goes across a long gap where there's like mulch and dirt. And you know, like most of the time people don't complete the rail and then when they step out of it, they blow dust and rocks and dirt all over the skate park where people like to play skate. No one brooms it or sweeps it back. It's kind of annoying to be honest, but I think it'll die down. It's brand new, so everyone's trying to get a piece of it. It's been fun to watch, but pretty soon people will get old of it. And also, who knows, it might not even like stand the test of time. Hopefully it does, though. The actual length of the rail is either 35 or 37 feet long. And it's circular, and they're two separate rails that they coupled together, and it looked like it might have been a sketchy attachment and it like might be hard to grind over but it's perfect you don't feel it at all some pretty gnarly shit's already been done on it but there's still a lot to be done no one's gone up it yet that'll be interesting to see if anyone can do that someone on a scooter could definitely do it but i don't know about a skateboard somebody did a frontside 5.0 on it which is pretty gnarly on a round rail Bunch of, a couple of front feebles. The easiest trick is a feeble, is a backside feeble or frontside smith, in my opinion. Eh, but also frontside 50 and backside 50 are really easy as well. Yeah, honestly, 50 50 is definitely easier, but I was just doing feebles on it the whole time. Just backside feeble combos. Yeah, it, it's a beautiful rail, though. I'm very stoked on it. I've only seen one person, I believe, maybe two, do a board slide on the rail. It's literally like the hardest trick you could do on it. Well, not the hardest, but it's way easier if you do any other, like any grind where you lock your trucks in. With a board slide, it's just so hard to keep your balance over it that long. Yeah, but we're not going to be able to skate the rail for much longer, so people better get their tricks in ASAP. But it's already it's already been seshed pretty hard. But I'm bummed that the winter's gonna come pretty soon. I'm I'm hoping I can film one more edit, one more skate edit at the local. We'll see. I brought my camera the past couple of times I went to the park, but no one was down to film. It wasn't really a vibe that day, but maybe one of these days it'll go down. Hopefully before winter hits. Yeah, the reason why I wanted to film a video was because I ended up watching a bunch of my older videos on YouTube. And some of them are pretty sick, even now when I watch them. I mean, not of me skating, of people that I've met while skating. Some pretty gnarly shit I filmed. It's pretty cool. I filmed a lot of switch heels. Beautiful ones, but... I was going through my videos and I think I found the nicest switch heel I've ever filmed. It's in Regina at the Candy Cane Skate Park. 
it's like at 136 in best of candy cane on my YouTube channel. And uh, yeah, this homie, he does a tray flip up the two stairs, like super steezy, powerful, you know, whatever. Backside nose grind on a ledge, er, pop out early, you know, nollie pop out. And then he does a push. And then at the other side of that same ledge, does a backside 5-0, backside 180. And then a push. And then he switch heels this grass gap. So perfect. So steezy, just... And it, like, went with the music and the edit. It was, like, you know, like a bass drop or whatever. And, like, just so so good. He, like, rode away, like, ass almost hitting the ground, you know? Like, lunging. Or not lunging, squatting. (laughs) Something like that. Yeah, I miss Regina. Regina has a sick skate scene. The skate park there is truly amazing. When I started skateboarding probably about nine or so years ago. There were barely any skate parks in the city. There was Millennium Skate Park. There was the Mackenzie Town Skate Park, which was a hockey rink with all pre-built obstacles. There was Airdrie Skate Park, which is outside of the city, but basically a part of Calgary. Okotoks Skate Park, another small town. Cochrane, another small town. Those are all really close. Rural skate parks, I would say. But in Calgary, there was only a couple skate parks when I started. Now, there is a ton. And they didn't start getting built until four or five years in to my skating. I mostly just skated around my house. My parents would get me rails and ramps. Now we have these kids coming to all these... They have like 10 different options. All beautiful. I tried to make a list. Like a top 10 list. There's more than 10 skate parks in Calgary and the surrounding area. But I haven't gone to all of them. There's a few that I haven't been to. I haven't been to the Kensington Plaza. Which is pretty new. It's under a bridge. Kind of hidden. has some... Cool ledges, good setup, couple quarter pipes, looks fun. And then there's the Penguin DIY, which is downtown or just outside of downtown, I believe. And it's a bowl that this guy, Eddie, I think he's one of the people that started it, if not the person, something like that. That's what I heard. Who's been fundraising for it and pouring concrete and slowly building up the bowl. And it looks like it's completed now more or less. I mean, they're still trying to get more money to add more stuff to it because they have more space. But for a while, there was the the main bowl wasn't completed. And that's all good now by the looks of it. It looks super fun. It's like a legit bowl. Like It looks like the type of bowl that you find in someone's backyard, like an empty swimming pool. It doesn't look easy to skate at all. Looks really fun though. Haven't been there. And then the Bonus Skate Park. Which is basically like a plaza. It's like one strip. It's like a rectangle. 
with just a few small ledges and rails. Looks fun, but with more than 10 people there, it would be crowded. Okay, those are the ones I haven't visited, but I do have a list of 11 of my of the skate parks that are my favorite. 1 to, one to 11, 1 being my most favorite. Start with Deer Run. My least favorite, number 11, Deer Run. I don't like it, and that's all I have to say. Woodbine Skate Park. A lot of people don't know about this one. It's a pre-built skate park. So they didn't pour any concrete other than the ground. And the ground is extremely slippery. Dusty and slippery. Dangerously so. And everything is super close together. It's super quick. Very hard to skate. It's just full of little kids. No, there's no skateboarding locals like Little Woodbine anymore. I used to be one of those people before there was any skate parks, but... They do have one ledge there that is really fun to skate because it's always very slick. And it sounds really cool when you grind on it. That's the only thing. Oh, and there's a, a rail that's curved. It's like uh, curved 90 degrees. A quarter of a circle. Square, which kind of sucks. But it's really, it's super hard to skate, but it's skatable. You have to like really lean over to the side if you want to stay on top of it. It's pretty fun. So that's number 10, Woodbine Skate Park. Number 9, Carrington. It's in the northwest, I believe. Somewhere in the north. I went there once recently. I was picking up a bike over there, so we went to the nearest skate park. It's small. It's fun, though. It's not bad. Everything is, like, made perfectly. There's a couple fun ledges. The whole park is kind of on a downhill slope. It is really close to a main road with not a lot of separation, distance in between it. So I could see someone's board flying out onto the road. It's just kind of sketchy. But it's mostly full of kids. When I went there, there was no skaters. I don't really see many people skating there. Number seven, so that, oh no, so that was number nine, Carrington. Number eight, Cochrane. I don't love Cochrane. The bowl is impossible to skate because I suck at bowl. It's very gnarly. There's no easy part of it. It's all deep. They do have two small down rails. Those are probably the highlight of it all. They're small, but they're also both square, which I don't like. You can get pretty cool lines there, but it gets old quick. There's a five rail. It's pretty good. There's this whole section with... It's like wavy. It's like three hills with obstacles on the tops of them. Or maybe there's two hills. And like a few, and like everything in that section is super gnarly. Big rails, giant ledges, super hard to skate. So the reason I don't like it is it's, it's a pretty cool park. And it's made decently well, but it's older. And there's a small section of it that I actually am able to skate. So that's why it's number eight. Number seven, Okotoks. Okotoks is similar to Cochrane. It looks as if it's been built at the same time, but Okotoks got an upgrade a few years ago, which in my opinion makes it better. Um, the issue with Okotoks is I can skate all of it, but... A lot of it is made very poorly and 
I don't want to skate it. They have a bowl. It's like maybe three feet tall. And the coping. Like it's like pipe that is probably an inch in diameter. And it's like sunken into the ground. So you don't lock in at all. The quarter pipe is the completely wrong angle. It's basically like a bank. It's not steep at all. But the upgrade that they did is pretty fun. They have a pyramid with a a rail. Or no, not a pyramid. They have a a ramp that goes up and down with a rail. <laughs> they have a ledge that's probably 30 feet long at least. With hubba's on them and a mani pad incorporated into it. That's pretty fun. Okotoks overall, I like skating it. Desi- like the design is much better than Cochrane, but the reason that it's number seven is because the kids there are the worst. There aren't very many older locals that go there, it seems, to kind of keep the kids in check. So these kids are wild. We got we got kids that range from the ages like seven to eighteen, maybe, and they're all saying nasty shit. They're all rude. They think they own the place. Completely out of line. Makes you very uncomfortable. My girlfriend hates it. So that's a big L. Number six. CKE. Right by Wisewood High School. That is a very underestimated park, I feel like. Not very many people skate it. Mainly because it's not very big. But in my opinion, almost every obstacle that they have there is made perfectly. Just... The height, just, just, you know, the overall dimensions and the ground is so smooth there. The flow is really good. This And the skaters that go there are really nice. Everyone that goes there is really cool. It's always a good vibe. Especially in the fall time. There's really big trees all around the park. They have the most perfect manual pad, in my opinion. A long circle rail that's low to the ground. Really good at for learning things. So that's number six. Number five, Genesis. I've only gone there once. It's a quite a new park. It's attached to a rec center. It is very well made. It's pretty big, but not huge. It has everything. It has all the basics. Down rails, hubbas, ledges, flat bars, manual pads, banks. All that good stuff. It's made really well, but it's kind of hard to skate. If you're new to skating or you're not very well versed in big stuff or steep banks, then it can be really difficult for a beginner to get around at Genesis. The one time that I went, all of a sudden, a huge swarm of teenagers came piling out of the rec center. One of them had a skateboard, and they all start going crazy and being noisy and riding the skateboard around and, you know, stepping on it and just eating it usually because no one, none of them skateboard. That's why it looks so exciting or whatever. And typically when that happens, you know, I shake my head. It's kind of annoying, but they were honestly seemed like they were nice and they weren't being annoying. They were just being excited. I don't know. There's something about that group. It didn't bother me. I thought it was kind of fun. And I was trying to film a clip. I was trying to nolly and root heel over this, like, bank to rail. 
don't get any ideas. It's not like a bank to row that you'd see in the streets. The rail was like a foot off the ground. But anyway, I'm trying to get this clip and then these kids roll up and then I happen to land it. When I landed, they all scream. They got super hyped up. It was pretty funny. It was cool. Okay, that's number five, Genesis. Number four, New Brighton. New Brighton is pretty good. The locals are okay. Not great, in my opinion. A lot of younger people. But the park is beautiful. The street section is kind of small. The bowl takes up the majority of the park. And I can't really skate the bowl that well at all. It's pretty gnarly. But the street section, although it's small, it's well made. And there's lights at the skate park. One of the... Out of one of two skate parks in the city that has lights. Over a dozen skate parks in the city and surrounding area. And only New Brighton and Millennium have lights. And the lights don't stay on all night. Even though I can't skate the bull at New Brighton, some people can skate it really well. So it's like fun to watch. Which is cool, but... Yeah, they have a really good setup there. Number three, Airdrie. Very windy there. Lots of scooter kids all the time. What's even scarier than the scooter kids, though, is the scooter moms. I don't know what it is about Airdrie. They're so entitled. And they are vicious. You do not want to get in their kids' way. They will rip you apart, some of these women. They will dox you on Facebook. These boomers. Yeah, they're bad in Airdrie. But aside from that, the park is amazing. It's very big. Almost all of it is street, which I like. Tons of rails, which is rare. Almost all of them are easily skatable. Tons of obstacles, very smooth. There can be tons of people there and it doesn't feel very packed. And there's a water park attached to it, which is always nice. You get wet if, you have, if you're there on a hot day. And everyone goes to Airdrie. All, all the locals from everywhere go there. So usually when you go, there's a couple people. It's usually a good vibe. Number two, Shaw Millennium Skate Park, Mills. I've I've heard I've heard from a lot of people from out of town that visit Calgary and go to Mills, that they're not fans of it, because it's really hard to skate and the ground is really rough, and the whole park is sort of just grimy and sketchy. You gotta be careful. People get things swiped from them all the time. But they have lights, which is really fun. You can go there at night. And it's a really big park, so there's always an area where if you're starting out and you wanna kinda have your own space, there's always somewhere for you to go where you can be alone-ish and be able to skate without worrying about getting in other, other people's way or anything like that. And it's also where everyone goes. Back in the day before there was a ton of parks, basically everyone just went to Millennium. So that was number two. Number one is Southwood, my local park. What a surprise. It's my local park because it's my favorite one, obviously, right? I'm terrible at transition and the bowl there is very small and easy to skate. So that's really fun and then the street section is really big, and yeah, it's pretty fun. And you know, I've been going there since it opened, so I know 
all the locals really well and I know everyone that goes there. And I've heard from a lot of people, even people that don't come to Southwood that much, that it's their favorite park. I think that most people can agree that it's a pretty good design. And it's pretty easy to skate, whether you're, you're a beginner or you're really advanced. There's lots of stuff there that you can hit. One big problem with Southwood is that there's never anywhere to use the washroom. Sometimes they have a porta potty for a couple months out of the year when baseball season is going on because there's a baseball diamond right next to the skate park. But other than that, the closest place to go to the washroom is either this gas station that's probably like a 15 minute walk away or some restaurants that are like 20 minute walk away. It's not ideal. Usually you'll just piss in a tree because it's convenient, but it's so, it's never fun. It's sketchy. You know, you're always looking around. You never know who, who could sneak up on you and walk by. I've heard people a few times bring up how they should put lights at Southwood because there's lights at the hockey rink that's directly beside the skate park. And you'd think that that'd be the case, but I believe that the city hasn't done that because there's a lot of resistance from people living in the area because there's houses surrounding the park very close to it and some people are bothered by I don't know the crowds that it's attracting or the noise of it so I feel like the fact that they haven't taken the skate park down and torn it down is a blessing and I can see why, like, if they're getting pushback from people in the community, then obviously they aren't going to be able to put lights in there because that's only going to make their problems worse. Why are backtails so difficult to slide fast? Why are they so fucking impossible? You see videos of people sliding backtails for long stretches. But I just, I can't wrap my head around it. I've been practicing them for years. And there's something about them. I just can't, I can't hold it. I can't slide it for a long period of time. And it's frustrating. You know, front tails are a breeze. I can sit on a front tail for literally ever. It's super easy to balance it out. But back tails, the only time that I actually slide a back tail far distance is when I slip out. You know, I never ride away. Or I always stick. I don't know what the trick is, but I haven't figured it out yet. Most people can't. You know, mo most people can back tail, but most people that can back tail can't back tail for a long time. And when I mean for a long time, I mean even just like six feet, you know? Yeah, sure, like it'd be cool. Like I'm, I'm sure that there are people who can do it like 20 feet, but even sliding at six feet is so difficult. Typically, the parents that you see at the skate parks that are keeping an eye on their child, they look angry or a little upset or, I don't know, they don't look happy. But every once in a while, there is a parent that looks cool and who's talkative and, you know, is nice. The other day, there was this lady who was chatting me up whenever I was taking breaks 
She was real nice. I was there. I was, I was, I was at the skate park for a few hours, as was she. And over the time, she got more friendly. And then when I'm about to leave, one of my buddies sparks up a blunt and like a backwood, you know, and passes it to me and whatever, smoking a blunt. And then the mom goes, oh, that smells amazing. And my buddy's like, well, do you want to hit it? And like gives it to her. She's like, oh, no, I would love to. I have some in my purse, but not now. I got to drive. It's like, damn, go off. The other day I bought some winter equipment, like a shovel and an ice pick and a push broom, just because I don't own those and snow is about to fall. Bought it at Canadian Tire. Brought it home. They're great. They look awesome. I'm very happy with them. I got a good deal on all three items. And I was so excited when I got them. You know, I wanted them to look perfect, clean, with nothing on them. You know, there was a bunch of stickers on them, a bunch of barcodes, and and come and you know, like probably five different stickers with the company logo and whatever. Big mistake. I should have left them. A couple of them came off good. Most of them did not. I probably spent about a half an hour just picking at the stickers, and giving up. The shovel looks like shit now. Not only does it look bad because it's just like a sticker that's like been picked off. It's all sticky there now. So if you grab it, it doesn't feel good. Why do they do that? They know that no one wants the stickers. And I get it. You know, They want you to keep the company logo sticker on. So it's good for whatever marketing and brand awareness. But don't make it sticky and all gross. It's like they do it on purpose. Anyway, that isn't a big deal. They look great. I'm excited to use them. We recently had an election for mayor in Calgary. There's a few candidates. One in particular that caught my eye. A young lad by the name of, I believe, Jeremy Fartkiss. Jeremy Farkas. Something like that. Whenever I watch YouTube videos, he has ads before all of them. He even has television ads. He looks odd. But he looks like he's in his 20s. It's no good. No one over the age of 20 is going to vote for that guy. Because anyone over the age of 20 knows what a 20-year-old knows. What most, what most 20-year-olds know, you know, which is almost nothing compared to what you know when you're older. Every year, me and my family do a secret Santa. Usually a decent amount of people get in on it. I mean, there's six of us in my immediate family, including me, four kids, and we all have significant others. So that makes 10 people, plus my grandmas, a dozen. Then I got a couple of cousins that like to get in on it as well. It's 14. This year, we have 12 people. And we're doing it the same as every year. One 
$50 gift and one do-it-yourself gift. I got the DIY gift figured out already, still figuring out the $50 gift. I personally wanted to get rid of the $50 gift because I just think it's silly. I mean, I don't need anyone to buy me a sweater. I don't need anyone to buy me slippers. You know, I can buy that myself. And the idea is that they buy you something for $50 that you typically wouldn't buy yourself, but come on. You, everyone writes down what they want on the card before you draw names, but no one ever gets you what's on the card. That's lame. You gotta get something, you gotta get someone something that they're not expecting that they'll like. That's what a really good gift is. But for my DIY gift, I bought this kit, this silicone, this silicone mold with some electronics. And I have some epoxy that I used for Secret Santa last year where I got two pieces of wood and then poured epoxy to connect them. And, you know, it's like a thing that people do. You add dye into it to give it a cool color, cool look. I bought this, uh, I bought this bulb. I bought this mold of a light bulb, of two different light bulbs. So you just... Pour the epoxy in, add the dye, swirl it around, and also add any other, any literally you could put anything inside of it, add any objects inside of it if you want. And then before it's finished setting, you like push in this LED that's attached to, you know, a battery. And the battery is rechargeable and it's very sleek and slim and it looks exactly like a light bulb but it runs on a battery and it's used as a decoration and it senses like vibrations. So it'll turn on when you walk by it or come near it. And it's supposed to look pretty, you know, the way that the light refracts off of the see-through epoxy and whatever dye you put in gives it its own special look. And it should be pretty easy. So I'm stoked. Usually I suck at figuring out what I'm gonna do, but this year it was pretty simple. I was also thinking about buying a do-it-yourself soldering kit. They have some pretty cool, you know, like, kits that you solder up and they're games. You can play, like, Tetris and Snake on it. Or you can buy a Tesla coil that it's kind of odd what it does. I don't know exactly what it does. I ended up going with the epoxy gift, but the soldering gift would have been fun because soldering is super fun. But the Tesla coil looked very interesting. It had a tip that you can interchange. You can get a tip that swings around in certain ways or you can just get a middle tip that goes straight up and lights coming out of it. And it looks like light is like sparking out of it. And if you put any LEDs or any sort of lights in the vicinity of the coil while it's turned on, it powers those lights. Now, I'm not sure if it powers a light bulb that requires AC power or if it only works on like the LEDs that require like a low voltage to turn on, but I watched it work on this YouTube video. It's super interesting. You just put them right near it. I mean, obviously it has something to do with, 
you know, very high currents being ran through, um, you know, like an electromagnetic field. But it would have to be really strong. I read it when I was looking up the coil in the description of the product. It said to not put your phone anywhere near it while it's turned on. It could like completely screw it up. So you got some pretty powerful forces going on around it. But anyway, I, I decided against it. I have a bunch of epoxy. I may as well use it. I had to help my parents do some work in their backyard this weekend, along with my other siblings. There was five of us working at it. Man, it was a hard job. The dogs ripped up all the grass in the backyard. So my dad bought these two foot by two and a half foot stones, stepping stones that weigh about 100 pounds each. We laid about 40 of them. Probably took like three hours. It was rough though. My my fingertips still hurt. My back was really sore. The next day I could barely do anything. I groaned like an old man every time I stood up and sat down. My parents made a big mistake. They bought some gravel to even out the ground so that the stepping stones weren't wobbly when we put them down. But the product that they bought had really large rocks in it. Little little bit of dirt, but mostly large rocks. So you lay them down to even out the ground, and then there's one large rock in the wrong spot, and the stepping stone wobbles. And sometimes it might even break when you test it out. We would have to set them down and then lift them up, try to level them out, do that like three times. And then by the time we got it level, we, we realized it isn't centered anymore. Oh, man, it was frustrating. They should have got sand. Would have made it way easier. But it was a good time. And it looks great now. I've developed this terrible habit over the past few months. Okay, well, let's be honest. I've been doing it for years and years. But it's gotten especially bad lately. Where I stick my hand down my pants. And I itch my nutsack. Now, I don't do it when I'm in public. But I do do it for a large portion of the time that I'm at home. Started doing it at inappropriate times, I would say. Found myself doing it while I was eating dinner and talking to my girlfriend, just itching my nutsack while I eat. I found myself doing it while I cook, you know, itching my balls and then swiping my index finger inside the sauce, give it a little taste, as well as adding a little bit of taste to it. You know what I mean? I gotta stop. It's not a good look. But hey, what can I say? I'm an itchy guy. I'll do my best. It used to be my butt that I would itch. When I was younger, my hands would be in my butt. I don't know which one's worse. Having like, you know, poop on your hands or having ball sack hair on your hands. They're both pretty nasty. I recently bought this, speaking of nasty, I recently bought this jacket from Value Village. And I wore it a few times, and then the other day, I I was looking for something I lost in the living room, and I went to go look in the jacket of, in one of the jacket pockets of the jacket that I just bought, 
and I felt something, and I thought it, I thought it was it. And I pulled it out, and it looked like it was the container of a used tampon, and it was like dirty and it looked gross. And I touched it, and I threw it away, and I washed my hands. But man, I'm not sure what it was. It, it could have been a balloon. I'm not sure. I think it was something for like lady parts. Disgusting. Be careful. Don't just go in raw dogging it. Wear a latex glove on your hand before you start reaching into unknown areas. Pockets that have yet been explored. You can find some pretty dope stuff in pockets as well though. So it's worth checking. Just be careful. You know, although I have found, you know, like I said, tampons and, you know, a lot of gum and a lot of receipts. I've also found cash. Cold, hard cash for free. And I've never found it. I've never found it while while I'm in the store. I always find it after I buy the item and then put them in the wash and then try them on. I found a $5 bill before. Sure, that's great. One time, though, I found literally a wad of cash. I found, like, over $120. Just, like, 20s and 5s rolled up. With the receipt from Rona. They were, like, wool pants. They looked like they were worn by a working man. And it was over 100 bucks in there. That was a huge win. That'll only happen once. After that happened, I started checking all of the pockets... Every single time I went thrifting and, you know, obviously I never found anything like that. I never will again. It's fucking awesome. But it's crazy because, you know, there's all, there's like a hundred pairs of pants. I buy, the, I, buy, I buy that pair. And then literally days later, I realized that there's over a hundred dollars in there. It's possible. Keep your hopes up. You never know what you'll find in those pockets, friends. All right, that's all I got. I hope everyone has a good week. All the best. Peace out. Goodbye.